Hey, did you know Child's Play helps sick kids play games while they're in the hospital? Yeah, I thought you did. There's a link to donate in the description. This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table. I haven't been gaming too much. We finished Thulean Echoes, or the first part of Thulean Echoes. They went in and wrecked the place. It, it was pretty fun. They ended up fighting some giant Atlas statues, and they were holding up the ceiling, and when most of them were gone, the ceiling came crashing down. It was pretty good. Those were our first two deaths, and the rest were in the Lich fight at the end. The Lich fight is, is pretty brutal. It's supposed to be a 16th level caster, and this is like, you know, one through five is what these these modules are kind of targeted at, these adventures. So it's supposed to be pretty brutal. Unfortunately, Vagabonds of Difed did not really, didn't really hit on that brutality or the way I was using it, maybe. Uh, it just didn't catch on that brutality. It was too easy for them to avoid stuff for long enough to get, um, for long enough for them to be able to survive for a few rounds so i blew like four spells at him basically high level kind of multi-person that area of effect spells chain lightning fireball i think burning hands i think there was something else he used too <clears throat> but uh, that kind of drains him for hit next encounter because he's uh listless he is uh uninterested in or unmotivated in continuing with his machinations the side effect from his his transformation let's see here so yeah, not too much on the role-playing front. I'm really like itching to play a campaign. I ha I want to finish Thulean Echoes out and then maybe one more system, but it would be um, a short campaign. Maybe I'm thinking about Blades in the Dark. I'm thinking about Gumshoe Engine, Knight's Black Agents, but I, I don't know. I'm kind of just itching, itching to get back to a campaign. So I need to start setting that up. I like to run sandbox quickly. The players kind of evolve sandbox into what that what they want to do. So I kind of follow their lead and just kind of continue down their path. So I've got to set up a sandbox. I don't know exactly how I'm going to do it. Um, probably going to use worlds without number and stars without number for the most part. It looks like we're probably going to be playing mothership. Unless Freeroaders of the Frontier goes over amazingly. If it doesn't, then we're going to play Mothership mixed with Spelljammer, which is going to be interesting. It's going to have, it's going to hit all those science fantasy tropes, but it's going to be more 80 sci-fi, I guess. It'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting to see how how the stuff that I want to run meshes together with. We're not using when we played. We're kind of not into the horror of it, but I think I can still like use the rules. Especially I was reading one e last night, <clears throat> and making a a panic check is or gaining stress is fairly easy. Making a panic panic check anytime you fail a roll, basically you gain stress. So you shouldn't be rolling unless it's stressful. Panic checks seem pretty easy too. I mean, monsters are scary, so when you see a monster, you get a panic check, right? Someone dies, panic check, that kind of stuff. So I think I can still work that, that horror, not the horror, but the, the mechanics of the horror into the game without like specifically targeting horror. Although I might lean into it a little bit more than I normally would. I usually don't really lean into the horror of D&D, &D, even though they're called monsters, right? So 
that right there is a is a is a horror word. It's something that uh, you should be scared of. But the thing is, with D and D, we're playing fantasy, and we're you know we've got this idea of what fantasy is. So coming up up against a dragon isn't really scary. It's part of the fantasy. Where you know even a high level character fighting a dragon would shit their pants. So I'm probably going to be using um, stars without number set up a a solar system and then sandbox in that for a while and then once they get out of the the initial right one to five tier one whatever you want to call it stage of the campaign they'll they'll start to push out farther and farther and that's where i'll start having to worry about time and years and stuff like that because jump drives are are crazy and they are unknown so you can be out for 10 minutes or you can be out for 10 years and I, I like one E. It may it's it's a lot cleaner than zero E. It it hits a lot of things that I like in the system, uh, while kind of shedding the stuff that I didn't like. Die rolls are not complicated anymore. They're straightforward. I don't even know if monsters get to attack. I no no. I don't I think I'm rolling dice in this. I think I'm rolling. That was one thing I really liked about DiFed was the um the way damage was calculated. It was all player-facing rolls. I rolled a morale's checks and stuff like that. Uh, I think I rolled damage a couple times. No, I didn't roll damage because it's based off their die. So depending on where they land on their defense roll in the Powered by the Apocalypse hierarchy, if they get a 6-, minus, then it's the highest die of damage. If they get a 7-10, to 10, it is the... Uh, lowest die damage and then if they get 10 to 12 it is no damage so it's i, I like that that was a simple easy mechanic it was weird for the spells though so i was just kind of throwing plus six damage on top of it and then giving them that six damage no matter what unless they rolled a seven to ten Another thing I really liked about DiFed is tags. One of my players mentioned that he didn't like tags because of the way they can be abused. I can't remember what the one he came up with, but it was like pushes his luck or something. It, you can find tags that are easily applied to everything. And I mean, that's fine, right? It's it's only a plus one for each tag. But if you're, you're in there with plus threes every time, it kind of makes some of the stuff trivial. But there's also the flaw which uh, gives you experience points for getting into trouble, basically. Aside from that, I'm really looking forward to Freebooter. I like... I just like the way the system is set up, and it's kind of straight powered by the apocalypse with a resource for every class, which is kind of weird. So it kind of feeds on maybe like a Diablo itch or a World of Warcraft itch kind of less. So fighters like get metal, thieves get cunning, uh, mages get magic, and druids get fate. Something like that. Not true. It's clerics. They can spend their resources to add to roles or things like that. I believe their advanced moves also use their resources. Like when a mage casts a spell, they use resources to increase the power of that. I, I can't really think of another system that I'm really itching to get to the table. I think Freebooters is my last one. Although I would like to run in... Ooh, what's it called? Something's wake. It's right here. I got it. Enoch's wake. Is this going to show up? Pretty hey, that show. Enoch's Wake, it's a really interesting kind of Spelljammer-esque. There's your floating ship, right? All right, yeah, so it's your your basic kind of Spelljammer thing. The idea is you are on a comet, and as the comet goes by things, it picks stuff up and puts it in your... It, it pulls it into its wake, and you're exploring its wake. I like... The, the setting is interesting, and it's got its own system, which is also interesting. It, so when you make a character, it is traveler-ish. 
Right. You you go through your background, you go through your schooling, your postgraduate, and your, there's not a lot of information in there, though. So it's not as robust as Traveler is, but those tables could be expanded pretty easily. I could see myself coming up with a lot of custom stuff for that system. I don't even remember what, what the resolution system is. I think it's there's something like that. Here we can since I have it. Here it is. Two dice, eight or better. Critical is 12 plus. Two minus is a... Um, and it's all about like backgrounds. So I believe you get... To checks, I guess. I guess it adds your skill checks or something like that. I it, I think it's similar to DieFed, where you have the ability. It adds your skill checks. I really like how simple it is. That there is a progression to it. You add traits and skills. So another thing I liked about DieFed is there is a progression to it, and it's kind of uh, wherever you want to go with it. You get to add tags basically as you advance in levels. This looks like you train for skills and gets traits. So I think. I think a skill system is, is almost a must. Some sort of progression system is a must. And I, an open progression system feels like what my players would, although I should really talk to them about it. Maybe we'll go through each system that we've played here and do some pluses and minuses about it. And to think of all the systems we've gone through. Mothership, Old School Essentials, World of Dungeons, Vagabonds, die fed, and then fruit beers. So kind of leaning on the power by apocalypse there. Definitely in the OSR genre. And yeah, I kind of want to get Troika into the table, but the initiative system's a bit weird. I think I've talked about this before. I, I'm I'm really looking for something boundary compatible. That is high on my list of things to play. So powered by the apocalypse really fits in there pretty easily. There is a powered by the apocalypse system that lets you change stuff around um, and kind of customize it to the, your own system. I'm in the middle of doing that for free booters right now. Yeah, that's about all I got on the gaming front. What I wanted to do today was take a look at Empyrean Dynasty, Reform Sci-Fi Ran Strategy Game by Michael Re Re Rastin and James. I saw this on Twitter, I want to say, and I'm always on the lookout for great factions. That's like what I seek, you know? I really like uh, Worlds Without Number, I really like Stars Without Number, but there's no... It's all DM Fiat. It's all, what do you think these guys would do? And while that is great, it sticks me in a rut, right? I like random tables. So I've been looking for a random faction system for a long time. This doesn't quite fit the bill, but it 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 leads there pretty well. So this is a, is a RPG game about the machinations of powerful organizations and noble houses. Basically, what you do is you go through millennia, I think, and create these dynasties. And the, it starts like right after uh, jump drive technology has been invented. So you start exploring planets and stuff like that. It says that the game's designed to be played by posts. One player is the referee, and there are rules for single player. So the rules are pretty simple. Basically, there are sets of turns. They're all in threes. What we've got is um, 
10,000 year churns, 1,000 year churns, 100 year churns, 10 year churns, one year churns, one month churns, one week churns, one day churns, one hour churns, and one minute turns and then the game ends. So basically it's kind of free form and you do what you want, right? Conflict test is uh, two to six plus bonuses for any reasonable resources or strategies. Highest one wins. There are different two different organization types, corporations or clans. And that is kind of like a catch haul for whatever you can kind of think. Clans would be something more like royal families or nations, I would assume. And corporations would be more like uh, corporate nations or, you know, corporations. Space travel is instantaneous, but loading a StarCraft is not. Uh, space travels within the capabilities of all important organizations. They all have appropriate resources and infrastructure implied by their strengths. New planet takes about 100 years to um, settle. And uh, back channel communications or public diplomatic delegations are assumed and encouraged. Nothing is set its own. Everything has probability of being possible. It's up to the referee. The galaxy. The art in here really... Um, I don't know what it's reminiscent of, but I really like it. It's like... You can see from this picture, just on the ground alone, there are several elements. There's these rocks that are thrown together, and it looks like this and this are the same. So these, there's like eight pieces, different kinds of rocks in here, tilted at different directions. There is the moon background, and then there's a hill background here. Uh, I say moon, but it's, uh, I mean, it's put in as a hill. It reminds me of a moon is why I say that. And then there's the, the buildings in the background. And these are all things that look like they're taken from public domain art and combined together and not dyed. You can't dye things on a computer, but uh, colorized to uh, represent their, their space in the picture. I really like it. I really like collage -y kind of stuff. And uh, this definitely. Tables for uh, universe. We've got organization foci. Foci? Foci? Foci, right? And... Basically, you roll two of them, and there's a primary focus and a secondary focus. We've got things like culture production, interstellar ships, battle arts, pharmaceutical production. Planet geography, roll twice when generating a planet. Rolling hills, boiling desert, less jungle, black forests, shining important worlds, planetary resource. Health-inducing food crops, athlete-induced gravity level, trans transcendental spice, resonating crystals. Organization details, name generator. The name generator on here is kind of weird, but assuming that we've all got Google somewhere, it works pretty good. Basically, it gives you a random culture and you would take that culture to the internet and start making stuff up. Like if we got uh, whatever this says, we would go look up, you know, King and Yoruba or, you know, Oil Nation or stuff like that to come up with names for things and then tweak them to are, are are liking and that gives a real cohesion to to a whole organization it's something that i like to do in when i'm making up worlds uh the, i think the first place i read about it was perilous wilds which is really good if you don't have that you should go up grab it nope, i've said enough about perilous wilds organization planetary colors heraldic crest generator roll twice and combine it's very generic i would like to see a little more table here instead of world resource homeworld floor homeworld fauna it's kind of vague and I, a little more specific maybe you know and defining a set of soft undulation ethereal gas skeletal running liquid rigid and metallic uh rotting decay 
These are like a description of architecture, dress, equipment, and that's kind of the game. Solo play, another reason I was really interested in this because I like, I really like the idea of a faction minigame that I play outside of, outside of the game. It's, it's the one thing I really like about DMing is the in-between games. I like to, I like to ruminate on what happened, what's going to happen and what's going on in the world. So stuff like this, I really like. Again, these are small, small. Again, these are small tables and I would have liked to seen them a little more expanded. Um, organization personality. So this is, since I'm making up two organizations, this will give me a little more, get me out of that rut. You know, instead of playing two peaceful countries, I would play to, you know, cerebral or, or chaotic. Organization actions. There's kind of like a method here, procedure, check for a great leader. Respond to hostile enemies, check for possible diplomacy, and otherwise check for a turn action. So these are the kind of things that I, I wanted in Stars Without Number. And I guess I could just, you know, slap some numbers down the side and roll some dice. But it felt like it wasn't really meant for that. So uh, respond to hostile, hostile actions, capitulate uh, to hostile, hostile force, ignore the hostile action, provide a warning, Create a deliberate defense, retaliate with signature actions, retaliate with direct force. Diplomacy. Pursue alliance, public, private, or public again. So, entente. So, public and private. No diplomacy. Publicly bully or provoke. Privately bully or provoke. Declare war or secretly begin war. And then generic actions. If, if neither of those things are coming into play, we've got to uh, pursue the organization's first focus. Second focus, mitigate a weakness, pursue a new foci, explore, settle new worlds, support an allied organization, limit another organization's resource, steal resources, sabotage another organization, repair or wage war. So and that's it. That is Imperian Destiny. Uh, or, excuse me. That is Imperian Dynasty. And I will... I will use these tables in the future for sure. I really dig this book. I've been checking out some other of his stuff. I will put a link to Imperian Dynasty in the show notes. It is on Drive Through RPG for $2.99. And this person, Orgzoo Games, has some other interesting stuff here. All right, so Gorb Zoo Games. Transient Bazaar, it looks interesting to me. Finograd, the Weird City Toolkit looks interesting to me. And Blasphemous Roster. And this is all about guilds. Sound like guild generators, guild examples, visual generators, job generators, uh, map generator, and a room stalker. Stalker, not stalker. <laughs> um, really like the look of this. I'm probably going to grab it soon. It looks like Questing Beast has done a review on it. It doesn't look like it. I know he does. It's sitting right here in front of me. I've actually watched it. I'm very interested in it. This whole Infinigrad thing he's got going is really got some really strong like Ravnica and Planescape vibes. Um, so it's something that I want to check out. Infinigrad looks like it's not it, it looks like it's mostly HTML, which I'm not interested in, but a PDF of the tables I would be interested in. Of course, if it's HTML, I can just go in and look through the code and rip it out pretty easily. And if the HTML works well, then I may not even have to do that. Although I am trying to consolidate all the tables that I use for print into World Anvil. That's my next big project is to start getting back into World Anvil, go through and fix all my tables, relabel them so they make sense and they're easy to find. And then start making 
combine tables because one of the things you can do with World Anvil is tag these random generators and then you can use those tags in producing something. So if I say uh, faction turn, if I faction action, I can take that list from Empyrean Dynasty. And then if there's stuff in here, I can take that from in there. I can also list the stars without number stuff. And I have those in three different tables, so I know where I got them from. And if I want to use them specifically, if I say only want to use stars without numbers or only want to use see, I can do that. But if I want a whole list of them all merged together, I can do that as well. The bonus to using tags is I can create a new faction action table, either from a book or from my own creation. And as long as I tag it correctly, it will now be included in that um, that random tag. Uh, so I really, really like that. I've got a lot of tables in there already, or a lot of random generators in there already. So going through and renaming them might be a bit difficult. So I don't know if I'll be renaming them, but I will definitely be tagging them all. I was kind of tagging them by book too, so it was easier to find. Um, yeah, so I'm excited to get back into uh, World Anvil, into campaign building and to finally settle on the system. I know it's been a while, but again, I'm hoping to get these out weekly and I'm um, starting to pressure myself into doing these even if I sit here and ramble on. So uh, next week, I'll either have, um, I'll probably have something to, to review. I've got a lot of stuff I've been reading. I've picked up a lot of stuff from all the sales that have been going on recently. The, the Ukraine benefit, the trans rights benefit, the guild Ukraine, the Dungeon Master's Guild, the drive Through RPG, Ukraine charities. There's another one that I got. I don't know. Z Z month just ended, so I'm starting to get stuff trickling from that. And uh, yeah, I've just got so much to read right now, and not enough time. <laughs> so I'm chugging through all of it, and uh, soon, soon I will be able to stop reading systems. I'm kind of obsessed with that right now. I never feel prepared enough, so I've been rereading uh, Freebooters over and over and over again, even though it is just powered by the apocalypse. So it's 2D6 plus and, you know, let's go. Um, so, yeah, I will talk to you guys hopefully next week. If not, give me two weeks and I'll be back on this shit. All right. Talk to you later. All right. Talk to you later. That's all the nuggets we've got this week. Show notes available at slackthenerds.com. Want to reach out? Send a voice message using the link in my show notes, the Anchor FM app or website, or email me at cockatreesnuggets at gmail.com. Check out my new streams on twitch.tv slash jerry247. As always, you can use my blog at Slacker Nerds to get links to my Patreon and all my other socials. Come join my new Discord server. Links in the show notes. This podcast is ranked via iTunes, so leave me a review and some stars there. Share with your friends or shout out from the rooftops. However you want to get the word out, it's great for me. Thanks for listening. Want to start editing your audio and video but just don't have the time? Try Descript. Descript's an all-in-one audio and video editor that makes editing as easy as using a Word doc. You upload your recordings straight into Descript, or you can record straight into Descript. It instantly transcribes your file into text, and then you can tweak it with the text or using the media clips. Edit out filler words and silent gaps with a single click. Uh, you can record your screen and webcam presentations and video messages and edit out mistakes before publishing. Using pro features such as non-destructive multi-track editing, live collaboration, auto-captioning, exports, and much more. Descript is what I use when I edit my podcast. Not that I edit my podcast. Got uh, affiliate link in the description below.